Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. And as usual, we talk market. And my guest today is Joseph Boucher. He's, of course, the Managing Director of J.M. Boucher Investments. Joseph, welcome to the show. We are currently in one of the most definitive political chapters in South Africa's political history. Um, and we may even see, you know, action taken against our finance minister, the RAND has reacted negatively, as one would expect, um, but the, the JSC did not. Um, it actually has gained around 2.2% over the past seven trading days. Why is this? There used to be a tug that goes uh, South Africa alive with possibilities. So anything is possible in South Africa. Um, uh, and certainly, I think the emergence again of um, uh, the issues on the Minister of Finance is surprising. It's surprising in the sense that I think if there's strong leadership, they needed really to make sure that that is managed and certainly it goes away and is put to rest uh, forever. But certainly it's not. Um, and hence you saw the reaction uh, yesterday when he received a letter that he must come and basically present himself to uh, the national prosecuting authorities or, or hawks. Uh, so the rand weakened from about um, 13.45 back above 14, which basically is negative uh, for financial um, uh, instruments, in particular uh, your bonds and uh, financial shares. You saw that um, uh, the banking sector got hit yesterday, most of them on average losing about 4%. Um, and our yields have gone about 60 basis points since the end of July. So so certainly, I think the volatility is not very good for the market, but also it does not give confidence um, in terms of the economy as a whole. Uh, the Reserve Governor, uh, Ms. Kanyao, said basically, um, you know, the growth rate is going to be zero. This year expected zero. Uh, um, IMF was expecting 0.1%, and inflation has remained above um, the target band, despite the fact that yesterday's numbers for July came in at six, but that's still very elevated, given the fact that the rand is so volatile, petrol prices might go up again, and hence that will push inflation to remain above the target band. Equities have remained very strong. As you know, when you know, if people are moving out of uh, fixed income, they have to find the money uh, home, and the home will be equities, and hence our equities have been, remained very resilient. Uh, the reason is that really your, your U.S. have remained quite high, near the highs in terms of the equities, um, and certainly there was this prolonged um, uh, change in terms of their interest rate policy. They've been on a hold for a very long term, and I think there's an expectations that that rates might go up um, uh, in the USA. And you saw, you saw the, the dollar being strong, but apart from it, obviously, we had our domestic uh, uh, um, uh, Mr. Gordon issues yesterday. But we've seen political volatility in South Africa. We see it regularly. And, you know, in, in most instances, the RAND depreciates quite sharply, um, but then crawls its... Uh, itself back. Um, do you think in, in this case it could happen again? Yes, it certainly is going to. It's going to happen, I think, until we get the next government, which is in 2019. Remember, the ANC is going to have their uh, National Elective Congress next year to elect the next president to succeed, President Zuma. So that is going to happen. But also, I think after the August 3 uh, municipal elections, people thought democracy had spoken. Uh, there are a lot of changes within the municipalities. Uh, and obviously, if there was no even even though there was no outright winner between the DA and the ANC in Swanen. Uh, in uh, in uh, um, Ekuleni, uh, 
um, in, in Johannesburg, they were very tight. They had to rely on minorities, smaller parties, to be able uh, to push basically their mayoral candidates to uh, to be elected. Um, I, I think that's going to continue uh, for a while in terms of uh, the lack of leadership and certainty. And we had this morning um, the, 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 the MD of the Banking Association, Ms. Kass, um, saying basically they're going to approach the government uh, and it's almost to say leave your hands off um, uh, of the Minister of Finance. And my view then is if business is getting involved in politics, um, then we're setting up uh, ourselves for a very dangerous precedence. Why? Well, in the sense that business mustn't uh, mingle with uh, with political issues. There is there is a legal case. This is a legal case, and and in our view is that uh, you know the minister of finance obviously you know in my view and my analysis based on his statements he's almost saying what well, do not touch me. I've got a job to do, and my job is to look after the economy, uh, implying that the other guys are not. Um, so there, there needs to be leadership from both sides. Uh, you know the 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 prosecuting authority and him to say, well, these are the charges, and him to say, well, listen, let me avail myself, let me answer all your questions so that we put this matter to rest for the benefit of the country. But I think we do not want one to appear to be the savior of the country than the other, but what we need to do is to get the truth and basically to bury the the whole case. But one of the criticisms against the private sector has been the um, lack of public criticism of uh, the president and the management of the economy in recent times. We seem to see more of these CEOs actually speaking out now. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, seen, if you see that in the context of the massive distrust between the government and the private sector, that must be positive. Well, certainly, but there, there has to be basically to say what is the role of business and what is the role of government. The role of business is re- certainly obviously creation of jobs, uh, production, and, and, and so on. So they need to be able to engage business uh, on issues of uh, productivity and policy policy matters. So if government policy does affect business negatively, if government policy does not in, in promote economic growth, certainly business must be able to voice its, um, its, its, its disapproval through the right channels. But what we're saying that, or what I'm saying, if it becomes then personal uh, on an individual basis, I'm thinking possibly you know, that be- becomes a bad precedence. Because one of the key issues don't want in any economy is collusion between business and government. What would happen if Mr. Pravin Gordon is removed from his position? I think it will just worsen. I, I think if he is removed, you're going to see what happened to Minister Nene uh, or the Nene Gate now, as it is called, that the rand will plummet further. I remember it touched um, 18 uh, to the dollar. Uh, so currently, I think the, everything was looking very good because inflation was coming down. Rates were going to remain uh, low for longer, uh, obviously, given uh, that America had kept its rates. And also, we're just waiting to see what happens in November when Americans uh, go to the post to elect the next president. So if Mr. Gordon is just um, removed summary, certainly I think the reaction is going to be uh, worse um, uh, given the fact that the market has already taken a decision or sides to say if you touch him, this is how we're going to react. What should investors do in this environment? 
I, I think you have to be very cautious, uh, but I think it's more of a long-term, uh, long-term position. I, I think you know, e- economically, I think if we start basically uh, moving towards the NDP and making sure that um, uh, cro- uh, you know construction sector also starts picking up these infrastructure um, investments, possibly you start seeing the economy coming out a little bit. You know, we had seen um, early this year a little bit of recovery from a commodities perspective in terms of gold, platinum prices, and so on. And those shares are also responding to the strengthening commodity prices. But certainly, I think, you know, we are not 100% out of the woods. So that's why I'm saying it requires then uh, leadership, both from government and the private sector, uh, to be able to say this is how we can steer the country forward. Um, uh, Whether everything becomes clear after the next uh, elective congress of the National Congress, um, um, African Congress, we, we basically have to wait and see that. But certainly, I think we need to be able to say, how do we make sure that uh, jobs are preserved and we create more jobs? How does the economy grow? Um, because if anything happens, given obviously the indebtedness of households or the debt households are carrying and rates go up and inflation does not come below mm-hmm. 6%, it's going to be painful. But as you say, you, you know, investors need to be cautious what do they actually need to do? Move um, from equities to cash or other asset classes? Well, cash is still giving quite good uh, returns in asset compared to obviously um, uh, the rest of the world, in particular your developed world. Because, I mean, we're sitting possibly on a um, massive 5% uh, risk premium if you were to compare yourself to, to the US, which is almost near zero. Um, so, m- most of our yields in terms of the long term bonds, uh, you're still looking between um, uh, 9 and, and 10%. Um, so, that's quite attractive for, for, for foreign investors who want to pick up yield yields um, and basically just get a little bit of uh, for, um, sovereign risk um, but certainly I think given the fact that the economy is not pumping uh, equities have remained quite strong given last year uh, obviously it was laxer performance I think equities will got about five percent um, return um, and all the different uh, asset classes underperformed cash last year so certainly bonds were ahead I think equities were up about 16 percent for for year to date and uh, fixed income not far uh, behind as well at about 15% um, a year to date. Let's talk about bonds. Um, I don't think you can fault any investor who likes to, to park money there and just to see what is going to happen. Um, but the m- biggest trend in the bond market currently is the massive inflow from developed markets into our bonds, obviously chasing yield. Um, what has the impact been of that inflow? Well, the impact basically is both positive and negative. Um, uh, positive in the sense that, um, you know, as the foreigners uh, choose, uh, you know, to get a little bit of uh, some sovereign risk uh, or pick up some, some credit spreads, um, as you know, the ECB cut their rates. Um, and, and, and if they cut the rates to near zero, so if you invested overseas, you're basically getting nothing for your money. Whereas here, you, you're going to be able to pick up uh, 8 to 10% coupons. Uh, on on your fixed income. So the positive is that, you know, it's good for us, but the negative, you know, is is what we call hot money. It's for a short period. But also, they basically tend to focus on key government holdings, which is your 10-year bonds and so on. And what happens, you know, when the government pays coupons or interest on these holdings, then they have to sell the rent. And hence, you see that there's always pressure when the payment debts, you know, your, your big 
coupon payment dates okay, which is usually in August and December, that the runs tends to, to weaken. Uh, this has happened also when most of the your bigger stocks on the JSC move their head offices overseas, your Anglos, your Old Mutuals, your SAB. So they would be paying, obviously, in foreign currency dividends. Uh, and hence, if they're the biggest shareholder, um, you find that there will be pressure on the rent because you have to sell the domestic currency to, to get um, uh, your obligations out. So at the end of this month, we will see an outflow as the coupons are paid on, on bonds like the R186. R186 pays uh, basically in June and December, but uh, uh, currently you have got your R214, um, uh, R213 that are also quite strong uh, in terms of their overall weight in the bond mm-hmm. index. How much money are we talking about here? I can't really quantify now uh, off, off, off my head, but I think if you say what is the constituency uh, on the on the uh, 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 the bond index, your government constitutes almost about um, 95% of the, the, the OB, um, and you can see basically the effect of that. Let's talk equities. Um, you know, we, we spoke in November last year before Nenegate, you said the market was very volatile then. Um, I think it's uh, you know a lot more volatile now. Um, you also said it was a stock pickers market. You need to go and find the the hot stocks. Uh, where do you see value currently on the JSE? Very difficult. I, I think the construction sector has failed to pick up purely because the resource sector also has been very volatile. The industrials were the darling of the last few years. I mean, led by NASPERS um, and a couple of, uh, you know, your, your, your Steinhoff, which has been basically just going uh, into the international markets. Um, a little bit of uh, the health uh, stocks as well. So that basically has been the mainstay of the market. Uh, early this year, for the past um, six months, it has been the resources, and the last two months has been the banking sector, which might be just reversing, given now this, I don't know whether we can call it a golden get um, uh, event, but certainly it has been um, a stock picker market. Uh, you know, those guys who've managed to pick up stocks quite well, like Naspers, uh, I, I think have already retained quite good returns for investors um, uh, this year. But your insurers uh, haven't really moved. Uh, old Mitchell is down about 19% year to date. Um, um, so, 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 so I think, yeah, it remains a stock, um, you know, a stock picker market. The banking sector is an interesting one. Um, we've seen yesterday the banks reacting negatively on the latest political developments. Um, they will be hit uh, if we do see a ratings downgrade, um, but they're cheap. Well, there are two issues that happened, uh, you know, yesterday. The Kenyan government also have announced a cap on interest rates that can be charged. That affects Standard Bank, uh, which obviously they've got uh, operations in Kenya or any of the South African banks that operate in Kenya. That's number one. Number two, if rates were to go up, uh, the probability of bad debts increasing becomes higher, which means they need to put more money for provisions, um, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, they, they cater for the non-performing loans um, and, and so on. So do you, do you expect rates to go up? I think if the runs remains now or, you know, kind of uh, progresses towards 15 to the dollar um, and if oil price uh, increase um, to 55 to 60, 
dollars per barrel. Um, and America increased rates uh, before November. Uh, certainly, I think rates will go up. Uh, but I think for now, uh, the the view was that, you know, the Reserve Bank is going to keep rates on hold. But, you know, the market has been so dynamic. Um, yeah, a lot so, of ma- so many changes have been happening. There are a lot of ifs in, in, in that qualification. That's true. <laughs> okay, but back to banks. Are you buying? Are you using money to buy banks at the moment? A couple of them were looking cheap. Um, we were buying Nedbank. I think if you look in terms of the P ratio, Nedbank. Yeah, both Nedbank and Absa over the last two months, your P ratio was basically about um, uh, seven, eight percent. Uh, so they were the cheapest of the banks. Uh, your dividend yield is quite also quite attractive, six percent uh, for 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 Barclays, about five percent uh, or, or close to six percent for Nedbank. As well. So they've done very well, but they've had a massive rally over the last uh, two months. So this could be a correction, uh, basically, uh, for the banks, but it's more of a reaction um, uh, to obviously what happened uh, yesterday with the currents. Are you buying anywhere else or are you buying sp- other specific stocks? Um, I think if you want to buy long term, Steinhoff possibly will start producing uh, good returns. It has been stuck for, for a while. Uh, we also believe that Sasso has been punished uh, badly uh, because everybody looks at the oil price, although that's not the only source of their income. So our view is that possibly if Sasso share price comes below 360, um, it's, it's a good buy as well. Thank you, Joseph. That was Joseph Busher. He's the managing director of JM Busher Investments.